0: This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. If you want to stay in the know about everything that's happening in Portsmouth, from news to culture to food, of course sport and Pompey, take out an online subscription with the Portsmouth News website today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Not only do you get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting, but with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app, you get all the Portsmouth you need. Our trial offer starts at just £1 a month for the first three months. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Pompey writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show... We bring you a full playoff preview ahead of the clash with Oxford United. No regrets. After Pompey came up short against Sunderland last season, the sports test lads lay down the demands for the U's showdown. What would Kenny do? We analyse how Kenny Jackett is likely to play it across the two legs with it all at stake. And Morris Major. We salute Brad Morris's comeback as he battles through his injury darkness and ask, is there an unlikely fairy tale story in the offing? We're now available at Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device, and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at Portsmouth.co.uk.
1: Well welcome to another edition of Pompey Talk, the podcast. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today is Jordan Cross and Will Rooney. Hello. hello,
2: hello, hello. afternoon? Oh we're nearly there,
0: we're near, I'm weary, I'm weary. It's been a long time, was it four months nearly?
2: I think eight eight days shy of four months, I think it is. Oh
0: word. He hasn't been he hasn't been shy of asking for stories all the way through, has he? No.
1: (laughs) It's not me. It's the bosses above me that are demanding these stories. So I'm not the fall guy. I'm just I'm just the messenger.
0: (laughs) You just wanna keep your exorbitant salary at the news, that's all. That's that's right, yeah.
1: I'm rolling on it at the news, (laughs) as everybody knows. See, they Hunch can't see. see the ball can't,
0: ball. They can't see the Zoom call on this that we do this podcast on. But they could. Wow. Wow. What a what a mansion. What a Hunch mansion. What a mansion.
1: Anyway, I can see. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, it's been a hundred. It will be a hundred and fifteen days since Pompey last kicked the ball against Fleetwood on the tenth of March. A 2 odd draw on a, a probably a drab night at Park, as in weatherways not the atmosphere. Um, Jordy, you looking to be back after yeah, 115 days away? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to have the opportunity, isn't it? Um, I mean, if you go from a professional point of view first, that the, you know the oxygen of, of matches is what you know, what I enjoy it's but what we're in it for is that is the uh, you know covering the the, the, of the of the match day, and uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously. Unfortunate for, for fans, they're not going to be there. It's going to certainly be very different, and we're, we're fortunate that we're going to have some a presence presence at the game. Um, and yeah, and just just from a from a Pompey point of view, um, it's a it's just a massive opportunity, isn't it? Three games away from the championship, but that's mixed with a whole gambit of emotions, trepidation. Uh, you know, the, the lot of a Pompey fan in in terms of. We're looking at the playoffs and our terrible record in the playoffs, and Oxford on this magnificent form, albeit you know before uh, this you know the season was suspended. So so many imponderables in the whole equation. Mark how it's going to pan out, what what it will look like. We've had some clues from the past couple of weeks and the Bundesliga before that, um, but yeah, until until five o'clock, we won't know how Pompey how Pompey are going to return. Um, and Perhaps that's, that's a little bit of an exciting thing as well.
1: Well, like me, you will be watching the game on TV. We're not as, as privileged as Jordan Cross and Neil Allen, who will be at the game for us. You'll be watching it on the TV, but at the same time contributing to our match day coverage. Are you glad to be back then in that respect? I am. I'm glad to see
2: Pompey back, and I'm glad for, for the fans to have actually something to watch really now. It's been nice having the... Premier League back and the Championship back, but it's not quite the same as you saying as as your own team, isn't it? Being able to get behind and when you're emotionally involved in games rather than watching it for for a spectacle, or if you put a bit of a put a bit of a punt on to have a little bit more interest in it, it's not the same, is it? Having those raw emotions and backing your team and being behind every kick and and every corner and every cross that comes in, screaming at the telly when someone makes a mistake, it's for the fans they've they, they waited long enough for this and thank God the, the Pompey are in the playoffs and it, it, it was the uh, unwasted points per game formula was used because if there was a, a wasted we we wouldn't have been preparing to be back in action would we now so yeah. thank God that happens and, and, and touch wood now Pompey can, can go all the
1: way in the playoffs Touch wood Jordy is this the year is this the year that Pompey are going to win a playoff game and then go on and win promotion
0: <laughs> well, you're about us being privileged to uh, to be, be be attending the games, and that we certainly are. But I couldn't help but think, if it was a year ago in Sunderland at Fratton Park, I would have quite happily, would
1: have quite happily, given that one a miss with hindsight. <laughs> Dear yeah, me, yeah, it wasn't a spectacle <laughs> by Any stretch of the imagination?
0: Well, we can get into that at some point. But the disappointment was was palpable. there and I'm sure, echoing uh, all Pompey fans that night, that it just. It was an opportunity missed, and it. Well, let, let's talk about it. We've we had six playoff games, we've won none. Um, but going back to Leicester in 1993, the, the criminally offside long limb of Emo Droid, we, we all reflect on that being the, the, the key moment. Then fast forward to what was it, 2015 16, was it? And, um, and, and four years ago, yeah, Plymouth. And, and the, the day before the second leg at home part, I remember Paul Cook Paul, calling off training at Fratton Park because players were dropping dead. You know, they were just going near like the walking wounded. They, they couldn't carry on the session. Um, and as Paul Cook reflected, the, the team were on their knees at, at Home Park. And that was, you know, fair play to Gareth Evans and Danny Hollands. They gave it a go that, that, that evening, but they weren't fit. And, and, you know, that was borne out. And as soon as they got a whack, that, that was then finished in the first half. The team was all over the place. No no keepers at the club that, that, that evening. Eva was there and we had to get Ryan Allsop, who's uh, got a uh, dubious place in Pompey's history um, <laughs> for, for his efforts on, on that evening. So you, the, the team were on that, on their knees after a you know, a real frenetic, exciting first leg where I, thought, I always felt like Pompey, the full strength Pompey stood toe-to-toe with Plymouth, they would have beaten them. But they, they were you know, fair play to, to Plymouth. But Pompey took them to stop his time. And you look at that, and 12, 12 months ago, yes, okay, 62 games in the season, Pompey were on tired legs, but it just, it doesn't sit right with me that evening, and that, I felt that they, they didn't have a go uh, at Fratton Park. And that's what every Pompey fan wants now. Like, okay, you know, reflect on, we might be reflecting on a hard luck story, or you know, a, a, an official's decision, but we want to see our team have a go um, when they're chasing the game over these two legs, and... Um, you know, come how high water and how it all pans out, whether we qualify or not. That's that's my, my demand for, for this
1: for this playoff. Well, you've had a couple of conversations with Kenny Jackett in the build up to this game. Drawing back on last year's experience, see, the main line he seems to get out there was that Pompey need to be more clinical. They weren't clinical enough against Sunderland. But as Jordy touched on themselves, himself, they didn't really go for it last year, did they? Especially at Stratton Park. And then oh, that I lesson
2: think- must be learned. I mean, I can understand, especially in the first, like the, the early stages. No one wants to be the person who makes a mistake, do they? No one wants to give the ball away and give the other side the goal. But you've got to take, you've got to be brave as well in these games, and you because they always are tight a lot of the time. Playoffs. I know we didn't see that in in the Northampton extra final the other night at Wembley, but they always are so tight because no one maybe just be that little bit braver than he would be, say, in a league game in the middle of February. But it's time for, for someone to grab the the ball by the horns now going into the playoffs. I think as we've seen last season, Kenny Jack had said they weren't clinical enough, but how many chances did Pompey create He's realistically over two legs? <laughs> up the stage in the light I can remember Gareth Evans hitting the bar from his free kick after he got brought yeah. down. Yeah. I think it does take off sent off and even when Sunderland were down to 10 men, he didn't really raise anything. Bogle might have had a chance inside of the, the box from a corner. Apart from that, I think McClark maybe as a header ruled out for a foul, which was probably correct at the time. Other than that, he didn't have anything. Then at home, we had Evans. Evans was the first half saved by McLaughlin. James Vaughan had a decent chance. Hawkins had a header that was pushed over the bar by McLaughlin, but it was comfortable for him in the end. Yeah. Of that. So you're looking at five chances over 180 minutes of football. That's it's not threatening enough, is it? If you're going to be if you if you're going to really go for this now, you've got to be you've got to be having shots and testing testing the keeper consistently because as we say it's a playoff and there's nerves there. We see, I mean, we've seen it in the playoff final last season, in the League One, when it was I think it was Saar for Charlton who passed it back to the keeper who weren't even looking and suddenly yeah. do that. Things like that can happen. It, it, it. So you've got to go for it now in the playoffs. And I think now Pompey, the, the refreshed, as you said, they were out on the... They were knackered last season. But, but now there is no excuses. It's going to be... No. We've bettered on the, over the two legs, I think. Yeah, well, just,
0: it, I'll, I'll gonna first, I was just going to say, I was fuming. I was fuming. I was livid after that game because of the reasons we just explained. I think Will was fuming more than I was I've never seen him I've never <laughs> seen him we were kind of ready to go around punching the laptop so it was just so so. I mean now it's coming back to me I've kind of put that that feeling in the box but now we're talking about it it's, it's coming out and I'm getting angry again feeling I'm feeling it at the moment so that's what I don't want to be feeling come you know tomorrow evening eight o'clock or whatever time and,
1: and on Monday sorry Mark what what are you expecting tactics wise from Jack? We'll touch on 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 the team selection, but tactics wise, mm. does he go for it in this game and and put Pompey out of sight, get that maybe one two goal advantage, and then <laughs> fingers crossed for the second leg, or does he play it safe so that? <laughs> yeah, they haven't uh, thrown it away after the first ninety minutes. <laughs> um, well, they say
0: history is normally the best indicator of future behaviour, and if that's the <laughs> I think that points to a probably a, a safety first um, approach from Kenny Jackett courses. And, and look, I don't blame him I, I, because I think that I would be in the same situation in the first leg, I'd be the same. Um, so I, I think it's going to be, you know, keep your house in order first, um, and be mm-hmm. difficult to break down and then have faith that your attacking players over the course of 180 minutes have enough to create going forward. Now, I think I don't necessarily I think that's the, the you know you can have your opinions on Kenny Jackett but don't, I wouldn't criticise that that mindset it becomes a different story of are then chasing the game down at the Kassam stadium like, we're not going to get I mean the, the start to the Plymouth game uh, under Palkirk different philosophy of course it was pulsating it was like a, a game that belonged at a different uh, much yeah. higher level than, than uh, under the lights of Fratomite it felt like a championship top end game um, um, it's not going to be that necessary so I, I just for many many reasons, um, some to do with Kenny Jacket, some to do with Pompey, and some not. But I just feel that that's not necessarily the worst thing. I think you'll probably see possibly Ryan Ryan Williams start instead of Marcus Harness, uh, which is again because of what the work that Ryan Williams does on the on the back foot. I think you probably might see James Bolton start instead of say Ross McCrory, Ross McCrory probably does a bit more going forward, James Bolton being a sturdy, the, the decisions like that, so I don't think it's going to be a wholesale negative out, out, outlook from Kenny Jackett, not for a second, I just think it's going to be prudent, um, <laughs> an approach from him shall we say and uh, they probably have got enough in their, in their locker to, um, to open teams up and uh, yeah, I think that, that you know, there should be enough to, to create, create decent opportunities bloody more than we did across two legs as Will quite rightly said last time anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, d- well, Jordy's mentioned a few key areas there, the right back, right wing position, number 10 position. Um, hmm. What's your thoughts? They seem to be the three areas that are with a question mark over them at the minute. Does he go with harness instead of Ryan Williams did, did they give that attacking three that little bit more va va does he go with Andy Cannon in the number 10 role and, and, and drop John Marcus? he is technically he is actually Pompey's top goal scorer so what's your thoughts on those three key positions?
2: Yeah it is a balancing act isn't it I think one thing we've got to touch on Josie quite right it's being caught in the first like it's you don't want to be going to the Kazam Stadium for well down I know that uh, <laughs> you know I know a lot of to be amazed about Mm. what happens in the League 2 playoffs, sort of and Northampton turn it round against Cheltenham. That was the reason behind me pause there. I was trying to think who it was. Ah, um, um,
0: Play for time well
2: there, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never known. You know, away, uh, on the other hand uh, as well, if Pompey go there with a draw, they can they can nick a win. I think what we've seen from the Premier League and the Championship is quite literally home and away form has gone out the window. We've seen so many... Away victories now, haven't we? We might not have seen Newcastle mm. beating Bournemouth four-one, you know, last night. Things like that. Southampton beating Watford three-one. Obviously, Watford's a, 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 we're a tough team to beat before the lockdown. Like, they, they did a bit of form. That's one thing to touch on. The forms has out to the window. So if you're going up there, thinking it, it's a neutral venue here, we're, we're level. We can get a result out and. We're three nil down, so they're going to be throwing men behind the ball and it's our job to break them down. But just come back to your original point, Mark. Yeah, I think the the number ten for me, it, Cannons looked the most natural in there it, as a number ten. There's there's no we've said it for a while now. There's no quintessential number ten who runs the game and plays scores, plays assists. is at the heart of everything in this Pompey team. So it's about picking who's, who, who who looks best suited for that. For me, Marquez, he doesn't look. He doesn't look right in that role, or doesn't look comfortable. Gareth Evans as locals mm. in there, if you want to run in there, who can score goals? That's one thing that perhaps Cannon's game lacks. So, but Cannon gives you energy, doesn't he? And you need that energy, especially in the first, like you need to set the tempo and be right at it and press them high. So I think I think I think Cannon will be there on the right. At the he's quite right. I think Williams, he does wear cars and then harness, so he gets up and down a bit more. But maybe. Williams's energy and his willingness to track back a little bit more might say, well, maybe I can afford to play Ross McCrawley instead because I know yeah. that might track it back a little bit more. So it's about, so I think that it's about balancing those those partnerships up, isn't it? And you'd think that Jack had played around enough during these friendlies and these in-house games to, to know what his team is and you'd like to think that that he will be able to to get a spot on, and there are five subs as well. So if things aren't going quite right, then changes can be made, and all the people I've got on the back for jacket for his lack of substitutions at time. But you know, it, I think I, I, looks at the stat here in the week he has made an, an impact with his subs at time. So don't don't um, I know we can make them in the playoff. That's not what people on Twitter have been saying. Well, <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. It's not, I, I did look at the facts, and I was surprised myself by them. So, if if well, you've got six that, six points, you're talking six points. Six points the substitutions four, have contributed, and that six points compared to four, and then three obviously cut wins as well. So, it's a uh, sort of maybe fewer than other managers, but it's it's more than Carl Robinson. So that's that's one. That's one <laughs> God, just,
0: just, just, just pick it up on, on, on what were saying. I will, I will be disappointed if Andy Cannon doesn't start. Hmm. I, I will be frustrated if Andy Cannon doesn't start. I, I think he's the most natural in that position. And it gives Pompey a greater balance than a square peg you know, in, in a round hole, which is John Marcus there. I just feel that Kenny feels that he's got to get Marcus into the team somewhere. Um, I don't think necessarily on this occasion that that's the case. I think that I would, I would start with Andy Cannon. And I, and I think leading the line, Ellis Harrison's proved to be a better vocal point than John Marcus. Tough call for Kenny Jackett to make, but I would go with go with Cannon there, um, Harrison up front, and and and, and drop Mar- and put Marcus, your top goalscorer, um, on 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 the bench. I just think that's the way to go. I think Cannon will be important in 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 that game, and I just think, I like I like Pompey more with, with Cannon in the team. I like. Pompey in the in the, within the confines of the four two three one, I think it's important, and, and that's been borne out from from my money um, across the season. Yes, harsh on John Marcus. Yes, i he would he would not be happy, but
1: that would be the way I would go. I suppose too we're we're doing um, being closer a wee bit about the service too by not opening the the debate yeah. on who partners Tom Miller midfield. McGee has obviously come in. He seems to be favoured by Jacket, but he hasn't exactly set the world alight. Is that another area that Jagger might, you know, go, you know, close mate, get the nod, we'll wait and see?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean I'll, 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 take the, I'll take the question. Yeah, I, I, if you look at the team, um, you're centre-halves the nailed on, aren't they? Um, Bass will, you know, there's a debate about Bass or McGilfrey, but Bass gets it, Steve Seddon, say no more, left back. So, you, you're right back's to a, a, a debate, Bolton, McCrory. You, you're right wingers in the debate, striking the striping tend to a degree. A debate. Ronan Curtis obviously starts. Naders your, your absolute nailed-on midfielder in there. So then, then you go and and you're quite right, Mark. That that Cameron McGeehan. We expected a bit more than what we've got out of Cameron McGeehan since he's been here. Now that may seem seem again. Kenny Jack has been quick to leap to his defence and quite right too, as his manager, especially if he, he likes the idea of him being here moving forward. But given what we saw of Cameron at Luton and and. and quite rightly had the status as arguably one of the brightest prospects, if not the brightest prospect in low and certainly lead two in lower league football. Um, He's not quite hit the heights. He's not been terrible by any stretch. He's been solid rather than spectacular, but that then creates a debate. Now I think Ben Close gets a little bit harshly treated by some fans. Um, There there is a salient point to be made on perhaps at times, again, playoff first leg at Sunderland being a case in point for about 15, 20 minutes. It does feel like a hold can open up in midfield and probably can get overrun with Ben in there. But he's proved on the ball. He's added goals to his game. And it's a real debate to be had there. I think probably McGinn would get the nod, but there's, there's not there's a, there's a talking point there. And and, and by the way, there's throwing a curveball in Brim Morris. Um, not necessarily to start, but what I thought, that'd be him on the bench. Um, and there's every chance. And all the noises are,
1: he's been well involved in since the return to training. So, What's your space on that one, perhaps? What do you think? Well, Brent Morris scores the winner at the Cassam Stadium to get Pompey to Wembley. It's, it's, it's written in the stars, isn't it? It'd be some story, wouldn't it? And it was
2: interesting, listening to the uh, podcast that, that Morris was on a few weeks ago and just listening to his injuries and what he went through. It just sounds horrifically, like. and, you know, he, he has been written off by a lot of fans, people saying, oh, useless, get rid of him, etc. If someone's not played because of an injury through no fault of his own, then, and, you know, we've got to give the lad a chance. He's a former England youth captain. When he Before he came to Pompey, he was here to go to Luton, but that obviously didn't go ahead because Nathan Jones departed. Mm. There's clearly a player there. There's clearly a, a player who is highly regarded in League One football. And if he is going to get a chance, then I'd like to think Certainly maybe not in the playoffs and next season. I'd certainly like to think that we are going to see the Brim Mollis, the Ponky expected when they signed him in January, what was it, 2019. And mm. I think he just needs a, a good pre-season just his belt and a, a chance to get some minutes and really get in the team and get in a winning team where maybe might be a five or six, but the winning. So. Stays in the team, and then then he'll be able to show his, his, his true form. And people have been too right. I think you wrote a piece, didn't you, Jorzy? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Team. Lee Brown as well, who spoke to Lee Brown yesterday. He said his Achilles was him for the best part of a year, and he was playing with with that, and people were getting on his back, and things like that go unnoticed. Don't they? And fans get on the backs for the end yeah. of the day, like you, you could make a point that we'll maybe. Brown should the went under the knife early, but he's he's got a job to do, and he wants to play football. He's getting paid to play football and put on the, the pompy shirts and give us all. So, you know that it's it's difficult in circumstances that you don't know. But at the end of the day, when when Morris gets a chance, I think that we might we will hopefully see the best of him.
0: Yeah, brilliant brilliant point that that will just for, for me. I think people are almost a bit too quick to. uh well, basically, they've basically taken the piss out of Brendan Morris um, on social media at times, and really, really been quite fierce and in, in their in their criticism. It's really not been not been nice to see. Now, I've been speaking to Brink pretty much the whole way through, and he's been so down at times at like the training ground, and um, he's, he's at the other end of the country. He's a heart, you know, up from Hartlepool, up up in the well, the other end of the country. He's down here in, in a flat. He couldn't get to the bottom of the of the abdomen injury. They didn't know what, what was going on. He was he went abroad, um, come back. That that didn't work either. Then to a Harley Street surgeon to, to to get to the bottom. Um, and it, when when you were speaking to him, he said, Look, I'm, I'm I live the life of a footballer. I'm not drinking. I'm not eating crap. I'm, I'm I'm going in. I'm doing my rehab. I'm rehabbing hard. I'm going home. I'm just sitting in my, in my in my flat on my own. Day in, day out, without doing football, how you can see how footballers get depressed in that, in that, getting that endless cycle of going around and doing that, and throwing the fact that you don't know what, can't get to the bottom of your injury problem, and and you don't know what the answer is, that 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 must is a real quandary. That can take can take footballers to dark places, and I think I think Brent's been been there really. Um, so I'm really glad that he, he's got he's got back. Because, yeah, some of the criticism doesn't sit right because the fans that have a pop on, on social media uh, and say these things, they, they don't see what they're going through. And as mm-hmm. you say, the players that play play through the pain, for example, and, you know, there's a context to this that, that people don't always see. So I'll be I'll be delighted for Fred because, as you say, he joined in a, January 2009. I think he said pretty much from February, around the time of the South End game, where he scored. He said he was playing through pain the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and it was just a, you know, he just he just got on with it, so people were forming their judgments on a player that wasn't fit, playing through for, for injuries, and then he's had a, you know a year's worth of problems where they've just basically taken the Mick out of him. So, uh, good on you know good on Bryn to get back. He's a, he's a great lad. You know no no maintenance. I really 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 hope that he, he gets a chance um, at some point moving forward to show just show what a, what a player he can be.
1: Just going back to Wells' point that he is a former England youth captain. Well, Geordie once won a, a news a newspaper journalist award back in two thousand and two and he hasn't kicked on from that either, so <laughs> doesn't it? that's not it's not a golden rule leg like, that you kick on from these no, things. The no, pressure just gets to you.
0: I oh, know, I know all these talented players that don't think you don't you know, these talented people that don't come through and fulfill their potential, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can happen, so, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. On in the lives I suppose yeah we're, we're, at, we're at the sort of dependable ones come through and you know they, they take the limelight and get the accolades in the end don't they so um yeah <laughs> good, good good on those good on those people <laughs>
2: Well, okay, congratulations,
0: well on the, congratulations on the award to new Allen, by the way. Well done, Neil. Oh, another of, one. Yeah, another, another award. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well done, that, the, that means the family photograph has now officially went off the the mantelpiece. <laughs> it's now sitting above the microwave in the kitchen or in the utility room. So, <laughs> yes.
0: I said, that, yeah, the, the kids are gone off the mantelpiece. You know, the family photos gone, you is not know, it? The children and the, and their the football trophies and that. And just, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Well, um, talking about another individual in the Puppy team, um, Christian Burgess. Kenny Jackets came out this week and said he's got no qualms playing him. Christian Burgess himself pushed, pushed for him to be involved in this year, obviously, with that move to Belgium in the offing. Anybody have any doubts that if there's a 50 50 challenge, Christian Burgess is going to uh, pull out of that there? I don't think any of us will.
2: Go on, will. I don't think it's in his makeup, is it, to to do that? I mean, he's he's clearly known what the risks are playing in these potentially these three games. He knows that he could his hamstring could go, or he could suffer an injury even worse. He he knows what's part and parcel of football. I mean, he, it could happen to him the first game he plays for for this Belgian side that he's joining. What I call it? What I call it? Again? But, you, Union yellow, <laughs> is it? That's a better effort than I, than I would have come up with. So, well. <laughs> so it could, it can happen any time. So, I think you just you take the risk, don't you, in the playoffs, You've got a chance to really... He, he's going to go down as, you know, it, especially during... Since since the, the administration, etc. He's one of Pompey's greatest servants, is he? And if it... Promotion to the Championship to get Pompey back there since, since 2012, he'd go down as a... It really cements his place in Pompey history, wouldn't it? I mean, Hall of Famer potentially in the, in in the future, Jordan. You probably know a little bit more than that about me, but I'd, I'd certainly be um, be backing him to to join that, especially if Pompey go up. I don't know about you.
1: Oh, Jordan. Jordan seems to have disappeared. Again, <laughs> Wi-Fi problems, Jordan hasn't put 50p in the metre or anything to get there. But well, just talking about birds again, rightly deserving of our Sports Mail News Player of the Season award as well. Oh definitely, yeah, it was a one-horse race
2: in the end. I did not know when Neil wrote the story, looking at the early boats, it looked like it was between him and Rowan Curtis, but it's unsurprising that he's won, I think. You have to factor in the community work he's been doing as well. I think fans have taken that into consideration, haven't they, as well? But would he have won it even if we hadn't have had a, a pandemic and he would have needed to do that community work? I think quite possibly. But he he's definitely played, played the best football I've seen him at Fratton Park for, for my three full seasons. I've covered the team. He's been very inconsistent. Normally, you are, in the past two seasons, you have been maybe. A little bit worries he might, as well as he is playing, he might have a, a glaring mistake in him. You can think of a couple like Doncaster when he came on yeah. with and one game against Shrewsbury, but this season you you can't count any really. He's been superb all season, and when Pompey of needs his experience and leaders, he's he stood up and you can understand why fans are frustrated that he hasn't been being given a deal. But he's twenty eight, twenty nine, and he's he's never really, he's always had to prove himself to Jacket as well, hasn't he? He's always sort of been down the pecking order a little bit. I know that when, obviously when in the first season, Clark was injured, then it was Baird and, and Clark, but then Watmore got injured. But even towards the end of that season, it was it was Clark and Watmore. And then 2018-19, it was Clark and Watmore until Watmore got injured again. So and then the start of last season, Jacket had earmarked Raggett and, Ragged and Darman to, to be his center back player. And so you can understand as well that perhaps he just thought, well, if we go up here, maybe I not be, might not be fancied again. Um, you'd be disappointed if he didn't get a chance at the Championship because of how well he performed this season. And when you've seen him performance against the likes of Arsenal and QPR, Barnsley in the Cups, even Southampton, where he has a good game. A, that you would think he was ready for the step up, or if even if he falbal, I might be out of favour again. Here, you could understand why that might have been a factor as well.
1: Yeah, Jordy, is there an argument that Pompey and ourselves as well should scrap Player of the Year awards because every single time everybody's pictured with one of the trophies, they disappear.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna become a curse, isn't it? Certainly from ge- that journalistic headline, it's the curse of the Player of the Season award. <laughs> Um and and. Yeah, Burgess, you know, I think Will's right. I think Burgess was out of contract, and from what you hear, it's a, it's a very, you know, he's going to go there. I think he's got three years with an option for a fourth uh, to Belgium, which is pretty much unheard of at um, uh, the sort of level that Pompey are operating. I think it's on about the intricacies of the deal. I understand it's, on, it's good money. Um, and so, yeah, and probably in a period where... Burgess is getting towards the biggest contract of his career, isn't he? So the ones that are really going to define how much he makes from his, his time in football. So I don't, I don't begrudge him the move at, at all. Um, also, he's a he's type of person to try different things. Um, so Belgium, you know, dip, going going on the continent, he's he likes to explore. And so I think it ticks a, a lot of boxes. And whether this is a, a point or not, I'm not sure. But I think that Will's right. He's never been... He's always kind of a bit like Linvoy Primus. He kind of wasn't. He was always on the periphery, or always looking like he was going to be forced out. And he just held on. And and Burgess has got similar attributes, but yeah. kind of feel is he, is he a Kenny Kenny Jacket centre half? Probably not. Would Kenny Jackett you know before the pandemic would it have been um, looking at him as a centre half in the Championship? Maybe not. So I think that that probably it forms a part part of the of the whole debate as well without doing Christians thinking we'd, we'd have to ask him himself. So there, there, there's a number of different elements to it, but um, obviously the way things have panned out, now Christian Burgess would have played in the Championship because probably, probably aren't going to go out and shell, shell out a lot of money off the pack if they do go out of the coronavirus. But how Pompey shape up in a Championship in, 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 the, in the current climate and with a squad that Kenny thinks is good enough for the Championship, that's a, that's a
1: whole other debate. OK, well I'm conscious of the time. I'm conscious that these guys haven't actually been writing any stories, so I'm going to no. crack on here. Um, finish off, I'll ask the both of you, is, will Pompey be in the playoff final after these two games and who do you reckon they'll be facing? Oh, will, oh, you no. go first? Who's up first? Will? Put Will up first for this one. Aye. You, know, you normally sit on the fence.
2: Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I do sway, if you've asked me this a week ago, I've said no, but now we're getting close to the game, and now I think, I fancy Pompey now, I just think back to how they played against Oxford early in the season, in November, when they're by far the better team, maybe that's a bit of a, I know that Oxford got a late equalise, but maybe that's a bit of a, an advantage, that they can play into Pompey's hands, and it look, if we get a draw tomorrow night, I'd be happy, because as we say, as we know, it's just, a waveform does go out the window, and I will fancy Pompey to 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 maybe go and nick it at the Kazam. So, I, I, yeah, I think it'll be two cl- cl- close games. I think that probably a goal will separate it. And who will be playing the final? Cool. I th- Ooh, I'm gonna go. I, th- I think I think Fleetwood. I think Fleetwood's. Yeah. I think they are the better size. and I think they reduce as well in January as well. And I think one thing as well that people maybe aren't factoring in is Wickham, I know Wickham finished third and they're at home in the second leg but that's a hell of a journey to go there and back to Fleetwood in, in a few days. They've probably got to go up today come back down Friday night Saturday sort of start preparing I, I think that's quite difficult to within the time frame and the circumstances to do that. I think, whereas Fleetwood have only got to come down the once and, and play one game so Yeah, I think I do fancy. I do fancy Fleetwood. They look a good side in the Fratton Park as well, and it'll be interesting if Pompey meet them for the fourth time this season at Wembley. Can you imagine that? One win, one draw, one defeat, and it'll all come down to that game to see who who does deserve it. Then.
1: That was brief. Well, thank you for that brief response, Jordy. Do you want to add anything to that brief response?
2: (laughs) No.
0: Playoff record: played six, won none, drawn three, lost three, scored four goals, conceded seven. I think um, Oxford won five on the bounce coming into it. Matt Taylor six in five. Pompey in the eighties and nineties. Every time we went to Oxford, we got. To, I think we, the record was we played twelve, we won once at their place through the eighties and nineties. It's yeah, absolute shocking record. Uh, but lots of memories of disappointment against Oxford. So I'll probably go for a Pompey win in that case.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I just think looking at no, it's it's so, it's on a knife edge, it's really hard to call. Um but I just think Pompey Squad's deeper that might might come into it than Oxford's. Um and I think a lot is gonna ha- hang on how we handle Henry and Taylor those two in that four-three-three, three. I think that's going to be the key area because they're, 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 they're the danger men for Oxford, make, make no mistake about that. Um, it's going to be how we tame those two. If we can keep them under wraps for two games and the referees don't make a, a, a call that changes the whole dynamic and fortunes with Pompey, then okay, yeah, we can get a playoff win and we can edge it. And yeah, and Fleetwood, he, in Fleetwood in the final.
1: Fleetwood, I think we're all in agreement, Fleetwood, yeah. OK, well, lads, thank you again so much. Um, thanks for your insight. Thanks for boring us the tears sometimes with Will's monologues. But no, it's been good. Um, well, hopefully next time we reconvene, we'll be talking about a playoff final and another step closer to the championship. Thank you again. and We wish everybody happy viewing against Oxford tomorrow night. You're thank going you on all... forever now. blimey!
0: heck, that was a long time. Talk,
1: talk about us waffling on. thanks for all for watching and listening see you all goodbye
0: (laughs) thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for just £1 a month for the first three months for everything you need to know about Portsmouth and more